3: WABC New York and 107.1 WLIR Hampton-Mays. It's the 77 WABC News Hour. Talking the news with Noah Layden. All the news you need to know. With Joe Nolan, Traffic, Justin Ellick Sports, Lou Dobbs Business. And now, talking the news with Noah. On 77 WABC
0: Yep, that's me. 5 o'clock. Good morning. It is Thursday, April 27th. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Showers this morning. Clouds this afternoon. High 56. Tonight, overnight, partly cloudy. Low 49. Friday, sun and clouds. Hi, 57. If you're walking out the door with us right now, so happy you are. 46 and cloudy in Hawthorne in uh, Westchester. 47 and raining in Ewing, New Jersey. And it's 49 and misty here in Midtown. Lots to get to as we work our way up to the 6 o'clock hour. Sid and friends in the morning, my... Younger son came home from school yesterday, all excited that uh he was out of classes for a good chunk of time because there was some sort of fire drill and they thought there might have been a fire. So I had to have that moment of imparting my wisdom, which, of course, he doesn't care about. But now you have to suffer through where I told him, you don't want your school to burn down because mine did when I was a freshman, I think I was a freshman or maybe I was in middle school, uh, my mother woke me up to go to school in the morning and said, there's no school today because your school burnt down. And I remember running into my brother's room and high-fiving him and being so excited that our school had burnt down until I actually showed up at the school. And boy, she did this wise move, my mother. She said, she saw how excited we were that our entire school had burnt down and it had. And so she told us to get into the car and we drove to the school. And I'll never forget pulling up to the school and it was still smoking because the fire had happened overnight. And there was just the shell of this huge, gigantic building. That was all that was left. And I had that moment of like, oh, no, this is bigger than me. Wow. This whole thing had burnt down. And then she was even smarter. Boy, she was wise. She took us up to the art teacher who was walking around the building in sort of a frantic way. And I can't remember for life of me, remember her name. But uh, she had worked at the school for 35 years. And all of her own artwork uh, that she had kept, a lot of it, in the school building was lost. And I remember she was crying. She had all this. She was a great artist, apparently. And she had lost... You know, just years upon years upon years of work. So I said to him, you know, as so I said, Jeremy, you don't want your school to burn down because it was intense afterwards. And uh, we had to go to school at different buildings all across town and churches gave us their classrooms. I mean, it worked out in the end, but, um, it wasn't as exciting or as great as I thought it would be in my dreams. You know, he, of course, looked at me and said, uh, what are you talking about? I can't wait for my school to burn down. All right. Let's get into the headlines.
3: The top five at five.
0: Donald Trump gives WABC an exclusive sit down interview. The Trump rape trial jury hears from E. Jean Carroll. A head on bus crash hurts nine in the Hudson Valley. Tucker Carlson speaks out for the first time since he was booted. A New Jersey library gets a huge surprise. All right, let's get into it at 5.04. If you weren't listening, you should have been. Katz Cosby yesterday, 5 o'clock, exclusive interview with former President Donald Trump. He spoke for about 32 minutes, which is a pretty long interview. I don't know that they expected they would get him for that long. A bunch of different topics. Here was uh, Donald Trump on the migrant at the border and the end of Title 42.
4: I think it's going to be 15 million people, John and Rita, when when you look at the end of this year, 15 million people. And there's hundreds of thousands of people standing there right now waiting for a certain order to end that I you know, put in. And they're going to be flooding into our country and they're going to come in by the hundreds of thousands in another week.
0: The former president who has just soared in the polls, especially since his arrest in lower Manhattan about a month, almost a month ago now, uh, talking more about the border, placing the blame on Joe Biden for letting it get out of hand.
4: It's crazy what what's happening. And, you know, I don't know if you know, but the people, they're coming from prisons. They're coming from mental institutions and insane asylums. And these countries are all dumping them at our doorstep and saying, "You take them; we don't want them."
0: Donald Trump laying out a roadmap of sorts of what he would do if he gets back in. He says he has to because he believes the U.S., the nation, is in trouble.
5: I think our country is in trouble, and uh, we need somebody that's going to have some world respect.
4: Well, you don't think our country is in trouble, John? You because you, you are a smart guy; you know our country know is our in country. trouble. I know. I know. I would say, trouble. and I would say this. There has never been a time where our country is in more danger, and that's because of the nuclear, that's because of the weaponry that you have today that you didn't have in World War I or World War II. Of course,
0: Donald Trump going after the person he expects would be his foe come 2024. This is assuming, by the way, that Donald Trump or Joe Biden makes it to 2024. It's
4: awfully early still, but uh, here was Donald Trump on Joe Biden. Because we have a man atop that is incompetent. We know that. You know that. Everybody knows that. He's grossly incompetent. He shouldn't be there in the first place. And uh, the big
0: story over the last couple of days is uh, Donald Trump says he will not take part in the debates. He says, look, I'm so far ahead in the polls. There's no reason I should take part in these debates. First one is in Milwaukee this summer, by the way. Anybody who wants to take part in that debate this summer in Milwaukee has to sign this oath that they'll support the candidate who is the ultimate GOP nominee, which Donald Trump thinks is silly. Uh, Here he was talking about it yesterday.
4: We'll have, uh, let's say, a hostile network asking questions. Like, you remember when I originally did debate, I came out great. I did very well in the debates. They say I won every single debate.
0: So he says uh, he doesn't want to take part in any of these debates.
4: But when Megyn Kelly asked me that very... Harsh question. And then Brett Baer uh, asked a very harsh question about, will you support? I was the only one that said, no, I'm not going to support somebody. Else. Now, if you're tied, if you're a little ahead, if you're a little behind, you should definitely debate. But what's the purpose of doing it? You mean you're going to have people that are at one percent and less than one percent asking you questions? Be a
0: great interview. Sail on over to wabcradio.com. It's the first thing you see when you open up the page on your phone or On your uh, CPU, your laptop, Uh, just click that. You can hear all 32 minutes of the interview. Great job done, of course, as always, by John and Rita. 509, let's go up to the Hudson Valley. Very intense head-on crash between a school bus and a car driven by a teenager who was driving without a license. It ends with nine people being hurt. The crash happened. This was Lake Road in New uh, Newcastle. That's up in northern Westchester. 16-year-old driver who is from Bedford Hills had three people In his car, when he apparently lost control, ran straight into the Yorktown School District bus. It was a hard, loud, head-on crash. All four people in the car hospitalized with life-threatening injuries. We were unable to get an update on those injuries as we came to air at 5 o'clock everyone on the bus went to the hospital they're all expected to be okay it's not known if the teen even had a learner's permit or why he was behind the wheel details they say from the police on that will come out as the morning wears on 510 let's go a little bit south of that to a much lighter story but one that took place overnight as well it was a battle of man versus peacock and it played out near the bronx zoo last night let's get the latest on this strange story from W.A.B.C.'s Alex Barnard, who joins us live. Good morning, Alex.
2: Good morning, Noam. And yeah, this probably has to be the weirdest story I've ever read so far. Uh, one of the free-roaming peacocks at the zoo appears to have busted out, and it came out fighting. A man, who is apparently named Mike, spotted the befeathered bird, whom neighbors and Citizen App users have named Raul, near the corner of East 180th Street and Vice Avenue around 8 o'clock Wednesday. When he tried to contain him, Raul bit him on the leg. Chris Gutter, an eyewitness, spoke to ABC7.
4: He tried to trap it off in somebody's parking lot and somebody's parking garage up the block. Raul wasn't having it. Raul flew over the the parking lot gate, started coming down here. He started chasing him over here. And then I guess he got too close to, uh, Mike got too close to Raul. Raul took a peck at him. He flew up in this tree first on this side, got tangled up, and he flew from there to over here. And Raul been over there. Raul never been over here for the past three hours now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Mike was treated at the scene and is okay. Raul flew up. Ten feet into a tree, which is usually where peacocks sleep. Zoo officials say they hope he comes down soon, and it's not clear how or if they even plan to get the bird down themselves. However, at this time, they're asking people not to shine lights at him. All right. So uh,
0: I love the first of all the fact that they call him Raúl. Oh, I'm just it's laughing. So at that. so funny. <laughs> it's great. So, <laughs> is this is sort of happens once in a while? I mean, especially a peacock, uh, they can jump a fence. Uh, I assume it's probably happened in the past.
2: Yeah, I, it must have hap- I mean, I haven't heard of any incidents like this before, and I didn't, uh, have the foresight to really look into that at all, but I, uh, I can imagine that something like this has to have happened before.
0: Yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy. All right, great story. WABC's Alex Barnard, thank you very much. Uh, let's go back down to D.C. We told you about Donald Trump, uh, President Biden yesterday, addressing concerns over his age as he runs for re-election in 2024. You might end up doing this a lot over the next year or so.
6: One of the things that people are going to find out, they're going to see a race, and they're going to judge whether or not I have it or don't have it.
0: Biden, who, of course, is 80 years old, says Americans will see the presidential race play out, judge his performance for themselves. He says he feels good, excited about a White House run in a second term.
6: I respect them taking a hard look at it. I take a hard look at it as well. I took a hard look at it before I decided to run and, uh, and I feel good. I feel excited about the prospects.
0: And, and for a lot of Democrats, they think he's the only one who could outlast President Trump. And so does Joe Biden, for that matter. He says Donald Trump is a danger to democracy. I know you're
6: tired of hearing me say we're an inflection point, but well, we really are. What happens in the next two, three, four years is going to determine what the next three, four decades look like.
0: Of course, other Democrats weighing in as well. Mayor Adams says he doesn't see President Biden's age as a big problem at all.
7: His age is 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 excellent. We need the wisdom. We need the skill set. We need the experience. You know, this 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 president has navigated us out of these difficult times.
0: Other people jumping into the race. A new report says Florida Governor Ron DeSantis could announce his official campaign for president by mid-May. GOP sources saying that some of his supporters urging DeSantis to jump into the race as early as May 11th. The report says the national political vendors have descended on Florida's capital, which is Tallahassee, in the past week, hoping to get a job with the DeSantis campaign. Polls have shown the governor is the strongest Republican challenger to former President Trump. Uh, DeSantis has been on this international trip over the last week or so. In fact, today he is in Israel celebrating the 75th anniversary of that nation, making a keynote speech at the Museum of Tolerance. A former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson officially launching his campaign. He had already said he's running, but he held a rally in Bentonsville, Arkansas. That's uh, where, of course, he's from.
6: Today, I am announcing that I am a candidate for president of the United States.
0: Okay. Uh, uh, He was the governor of Arkansas for eight years. Pretty popular. Vowed to make tough decisions to rebuild America's economy. Renew, he says, the American spirit of freedom. In this campaign for president, I stand
6: alone in terms of my experience, my record, and leadership.
0: And here he uh, talks about his goals if he were to make it to the White
6: House. This campaign is about courage. It is about making the tough decisions to rebuild our economy, to give peace a chance through America's strength, and to renew the American spirit of freedom. Of course,
0: again, still early. Lots of people want to count him out, but uh, it is only right now... uh, Uh, April 27th of 2023, we're a while away from picking the next president. All right, in a second... We'll hear from Phil Murphy, right? There's all these rumors that he was going to jump into the race. He was definitive yesterday. We'll get into that. But first, let's head over to the 77 W ABC sports desk and say happy Thursday and good morning to Justin Allen.
1: Good morning, Noam Laden, And, uh, for only the second time in 23 years here, in New York Knickerbockers are moving on in the NBA playoffs after last night's 106 to 95 game five series clinching win over the Cavaliers in Cleveland. Jalen Brunson was old, reliable throughout the entire series for new york and he was again last night with his team leading 23 points rj bear was right behind brunson and scoring with his 21 and another complete performance for the next punches their ticket to the second round against the miami heat who stunned the top seeded milwaukee bucks in five games head coach tom Thibodeau had this to say following the game
3: things clicked for us i thought we played well down the stretch of the regular season and carried over into the playoffs and then we had a number of guys." Step up, so we you know we took some hits and the other guys you played more the more significant roles in different positions and that sort of thing, and I think that helped us here and I thought uh, we had a number of guys step up. Tonight. Game
1: one of the Knicks series with the Heat is scheduled for this Sunday afternoon at the Garden on the Diamond. The Yankees snapped a three game skid with a 12 to six route of the Twins in Minnesota while the Mets maintained their struggles falling four to one at home to the Washington Nationals. Good for their fourth straight loss. Despite the win, the Yankees registered their second straight series loss and now move into Arlington. Will they begin, uh, will they open up, I should say, a four game set with the Rangers beginning tonight at 8.05 p.m. Eastern time. Ace Garicola is set to take the hill against Texas's Andrew Heaney as for the Mets, they'll, uh, try and salvage the finale of their series with the Nats tonight at 710 PM Eastern Time. Joey Lucchesi will get the ball in that one going up against Washington's Trevor Williams. And of course tonight on the ice, Rangers and Devils in Newark game five, uh, puck drops 730 PM Eastern Time with the series currently tied at two games apiece. Here were sports on 77 W.A.B.C. I'm Justin Alec. We got a lot more to get to as we work our way up to the 6 o'clock hour. sit and
0: friends in the morning. Governor Phil Murphy doing a sit-down with Brian Thompson over at NBC. And uh, we'll find out why he changed his hairstyle and if that has anything to do with a potential White House run. Tucker Carlson breaking his silence on Twitter last night. He had some interesting comments to make. We'll get into that before the morning is out out. And uh, House Republicans questioning the head of one of the largest teachers union over those school closures during COVID. We'll get to that and all more. But first 520, check of Wall
3: Street. Here's Lou Dobbs. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report.
6: Bank earnings driving economic fear on Wall Street. First Republic Bank weighed on the Dow for a second straight session. The Dow down nearly 230 points. First Republic shares down 80%. Since Monday's earnings, Meta stock up nearly 10% in after hours trading. Revenue jumped 3% last quarter, beating Wall Street targets. The Facebook parents' expenses were up sharply. Meta's ongoing cost cutting measures helping boost the full year guidance. Tech earnings season continues. Amazon reports after the close. First quarter revenue expected to be up. Analysts forecasting continued growth through the full year. Economic growth expected to have slowed in the first quarter. Wall Street targeting GDP to be up 2%, down from two point six percent the previous quarter please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 wabc this is the lou dobbs financial report keep listening for more
3: to 77 wabc for the lou dobbs financial report
0: wabc news time 521 brian thompson the end, long time NBC, local NBC reporter in, uh, New Jersey. He's covered stuff in New York, but he's really the New Jersey reporter. He is, uh, stepping down. Boy, has he had an amazing career. Just a nice guy. So he got a sit down with Governor Phil Murphy as he set to retire. And, uh, there's lots of speculation. There has been that Governor Murphy wanted to run for the White House. Uh, He told Brian Thompson yesterday that, uh, no, he's not really interested in running for president.
6: I don't see it, no. I'm 65, and I don't think to each his own. But for this guy, I think I'm good with doing what I'm doing, which is my nose pressed against the Jersey glass and running through the tape. Yes,
0: yeah, so I think that's the first time that he's just outright denied that he's interested in the White House. Uh, he did not slam the door on D.C. entirely uh, that he'd think about it, but maybe probably not take a job if uh, Biden or another Democrat were to hold on to the White House in 2024. And then the big story, which is silly, but still been a big story in New Jersey, is He changed his hairstyle. I remember he used to have this shaved cut, very clean cut look. And now he's got long hair. And a lot of people thought that had to do with the fact that he was thinking of running for president. And he just thought that was very comical. He said, no, it was just that my hairdresser thought I looked better with longer hair.
4: I go to the same woman barber.
6: And about a year or about a year ago, I can't remember exactly when, she said to me, Mr. Murphy, why do I keep cutting your hair you, you you don't have that much hair to begin with you should have your let your hair grow So I said, Miss Kim, let's give it a try. Yes,
0: So some people think it's uncomped and sloppy. Others say they like that hairstyle, but no, has nothing to do with a potential White House run. 523 down to D.C. Reports say Hunter Biden's legal team met with Justice Department prosecutors yesterday. Mark Mayfield has more. The
3: meeting reportedly involved potential charges related to tax filings from the president's son and an illegal firearm purchase. Hunter Biden is being investigated by the Delaware U.S. Attorney's Office. The meeting came one day after President Biden announced his 2024 reelection campaign. I'm Mark Mayfield.
0: Interesting moment in DC yesterday while we're down there. Twitter CEO Elon Musk seen on Capitol Hill yesterday for a meeting with Senate majority leader Chuck Schumer. We don't know a whole lot about it, but you could see uh Musk getting into the elevator at the Capitol with his security team. Musk told reporters that he and Schumer talked about the economy and the future of artificial intelligence. The two met for about an hour but neither saying much about what they chatted about tucker carlson breaking his silence yesterday last night posting a short video online after his abrupt firing from fox news earlier this week did not directly address his departure from the network nor what his future would be but he did offer critical commentary on the state of tv news and boy i have to agree with so much that he says i do not watch any cable news because i think all of it is god-awful if you're not flipping around to everything to get your news sources of course including us here at wabc you're doing something wrong you should never get your news from one source and that's essentially what he's saying now is that a lot of this stuff propped up especially on cable news is nonsense i've said that for years that's why i never watch it
2: good evening it's tucker carlson One of the first things you realize when you step outside the noise for a few days is how many genuinely nice people there are in this country, kind and decent people, people who really care about what's true and a bunch of hilarious people also. The other thing you notice when you take a little time off is how unbelievably stupid most of the debates you see on television are. They're completely irrelevant. They mean nothing. In five years, we won't even remember that we had them. Trust me as someone who's participated. And yet at the same time, and this is the amazing thing, the undeniably big topics, the ones that will define our future, Get virtually no discussion at all.
0: Yeah, he could be more right. So there are rumors that uh, he might become a news director at a network, uh, that he was talking to OAN. I don't know what's true. He might start his own thing. The uh, message was notably posted just after 8 p.m. That was his old hour at Fox as of just a couple days so ago. Carlson's old Fox news time slot. The uh, numbers there, the ratings have dipped big time during that hour. The network delivered it's worst ratings in the 25 to 54 democrat uh uh 25 to 54 demographic uh in that 8 p.m. hour since before the 9/11 attacks So you realize he was their number one primetime host. He was huge. So was Bill O'Reilly, though. And Fox obviously recovered from that. So I'm sure their thought is they have somebody probably waiting in the wings who will then recover that hour now going forward. But, boy, that's drastic to lose the demographic, that 25 to 54 demographic in such a huge way. The smallest audience yesterday since before the 9-11 attacks is a long time ago. So Tucker was huge to. Fox. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what he does now that he's gone. We are just getting started on this Thursday morning and a Senate hearing on abortion. Some um, compelling uh, must-see TV, a Texas woman telling her tale of being forced to stay pregnant with a dying baby. We'll hear from her as the morning wears on. The woman suing former President Trump for battery and defamation, taking the stand down in lower Manhattan. And the bid to open casinos in Nassau County uh, could be closer to happening. We'll get into those stories and more, but first, this at 529.
3: The 77 WABC News Hour. Talking the news with Noah Layden on 77 WABC. 77 W.A.B.C. Goes the distance. To entertain with the number one news talk radio morning show in New York City. To inform with 77 W.A.B.C. news updates every hour. To speak our minds with live shows focusing on local and national stories. To dance with music radio 77 W.A.B.C. We are the world famous 77 wabc talk radio 77 wabc talking the news with noam on 77 wabc this is the 77 wabc news hour With Noah Laden.
0: Yep, that's me. Five thirty-one. Good morning. It is Thursday, April twenty-seventh. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center: Showers this morning, clouds this afternoon. The high fifty-six tonight. Overnight, partly cloudy, low forty-nine. And then Friday, sun and clouds, high fifty-seven. If you're walking out the door right now, forty-six and cloudy up in Hawthorne and Westchester County. Forty-seven and raining in Ewing, New Jersey. And it's forty-nine and misty right here. Here in Midtown will start in DC a day of hearings. Some interesting one House Republicans questioning the head of one of the largest teachers' unions over all those school closures during the COVID
4: pandemic. Americans are curious to know if the AFT access was in line with CDC past practice. And if their influence had a positive or detrimental impact
6: on America's children.
0: During this congressional hearing yesterday, Ohio Congressman Brad Wenstrup, who you just heard from there, suggesting the American Federation of Teachers had improper communications with the CDC concerning criteria to reopen classes. He said schools could have safely reopened much sooner than they did. With
6: a wide range of mitigation strategies,
4: COVID-19 transmission in the school setting was low.
0: But the American Federation of Teachers Union, Randy Weingarten, says her organization spent every day trying to develop a framework to reopen schools. From the
4: earliest days of COVID, the AFT knew that safety was the pathway to opening schools and keeping them open.
0: And she says they never received guidance for a safe return to schools from the Trump administration.
4: Neither the president at that time nor Betsy DeVos would confer with us, but we tried to do whatever we could.
0: The other hearing, a Texas woman telling her tale of being forced to stay pregnant with a dying baby to a Senate hearing on abortion yesterday. Amanda Zawarski, who is from Austin, told uh, that the ending her pregnancy was not an option because she said at the time her life was not in danger. I
1: cannot adequately put into words the trauma and despair that comes with waiting to either lose your own life your child's or both.
0: She eventually delivered a stillborn baby, but went into septic shock and nearly died. Senator Dick Durbin using the Judiciary Committee hearing to blast attacks on the abortion pill.
1: An abortion would have prevented the unnecessary harm and suffering that I endured.
0: Yeah, that's the, uh, the same woman there, Amanda Zaworski. A Supreme Court order keeps uh, Mifepristone on shelves while the lawsuits play out. Texas judge uh, tried to take it off the market. Zawoski says uh, an abortion would have prevented the unnecessary harm and suffering that she endured.
1: Not only the psychological trauma. That came with three days of waiting, but the physical harm my body suffered, the extent of which is still being determined.
0: W.A.B.C. News time five thirty four. The woman suing former President Trump for battery defamation taking the stand yesterday. E. Jean Carroll, who's 79 years old, has accused Trump of raping her in an apartment store dressing room in 1996 and then defaming her once she came forward with the allegations in a book uh, just a number of years ago. Her voice broke. As she told the courtroom, she always wondered why she walked into that dressing room with Trump. She says she still feels the pain. She spoke to CNN a while back.
4: It was against my will. And it hurt. And it was a fight.
0: She told the jury that the attack left her unable to ever have a romantic life again. Now, Trump would have to pay damages oh, if he's found liable, but he says he does not know Carol and that she made up the story. But uh, jury members, from what we hear from reporters inside the courtroom, were watching what she said very closely. Of course, she's the center, Sid, of this case. If she's not somebody that is giving reliable testimony, the jury won't believe her, and uh, they would side with Donald Trump. Well, that's true, kid. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman, Las Vegas Sands have reached an agreement over the Nassau Coliseum site. Blakeman's approval is only the first step in the process since the deal would need to be approved by the county legislature. This is all about bringing casinos, a casino to Nassau County. I'm
7: very confident that when they review this lease agreement, that they will realize that this is a great deal for the residents of Nassau County and the workers here in Nassau County.
0: Yeah, there have been a lot of people pushing it back against this, of course. It'll also need to go through zoning from the town of Hempstead, and New York State would have to give the green light to a casino license. Blakeman touting what he says, economic advantages for Nassau County, saying Las Vegas Sands will write a $54 million check before they even break the ground on this project.
3: We
7: believe that we are the best site for... A luxury hotel, a new entertainment center, and a casino compared to any place else in the
6: metropolitan area or America.
0: Let's bring it back into the city. 536 cops say a 68-year-old woman in the Bronx pulled into a garage, raped while people passed by, did nothing to help her. They didn't even call 911.
6: And it's bad, and it makes me first think about my mom. She's almost the same age.
0: The assault took place, Fordham Heights, just blocks from Fordham University's campus. The elderly victim put into a chokehold, forced to perform a sex act on her attacker, the creep who carried out the crime, still on the loose today. WABC News Time 539. The man who killed an EMT in the Bronx... Going to be in prison for the rest of his life. Jose Gonzalez found guilty last month, got the maximum sentence of life in prison without parole for running down and killing FDNY EMT Yadira Arroyo with an ambulance he stole from her. Arroyo's family reacted outside the courtroom yesterday. We
5: waited six years. Through ups and downs, anger, despair,
0: emotion, agony. Yeah, this is a long time ago, awful one. The 14-year veteran, mother of five, killed on the job. This was back in 2017. Bronx DA Darcelle Clark says Gonzalez was a career criminal. More than two dozen priors and high on drugs at the time of the incident. He should have never been on the streets. He's convicted of first-degree murder. The case delayed several times because of COVID and doubts over Gonzalez's mental competency. 541 Mayor Eric Adams 106 million dollar executive budget would be the largest in New York history laid out some of the details yesterday we
7: had to make tough choices in this budget we had to negotiate competing needs we realized that not everyone will be happy but that is okay that is how you get stuff done.
0: Adam says the city trying to balance the books while navigating an expensive migrant crisis. What, 50,000 of them from the U.S. southern border just since last spring? That's expected to cost the city $4 billion by next June. He says the city has to make some tough budget decisions to maintain services and avoid layoffs. More than 60% of the budget is going towards education, health care, social services.
7: Fund these added costs, and. At the same time, protect our priorities. We ask agencies to dig deep and find savings.
0: He says he won't go after the libraries. There was some thought that they might uh, stop weekend hours. He says that's not going to happen.
7: We expect this population will more than double. He's talking about the migrant population. And hit over 70,000. By June 2024.
0: And he continues to ask the White House for help to pay for that all. 542, let's go up to the Bronx. Graduate workers, Fordham University, holding a strike for a third straight day yesterday, trying to send a message to their bosses about what they call unfair working conditions and extreme workloads on what they say is low pay. we been
1: avoiding all the work that we've got paid for. That's teaching, that's administrative support, it's running labs, it's answering emails. All of that we haven't done. The university says that we make tens and tens of thousands of dollars more than what we actually see But that's because they're including tuition money that they pay to themselves.
0: Fordham University President Tanya Tetlow pushing back against those grad students. She says they have a pretty good deal.
6: Right now, we give them stipends for their part-time... Teaching and research at the same rate we would pay far more experienced teachers who already have their degrees. So they earn for half-time, nine-month-a-year work um, from 26000 to $32,000 a year. Um, they get a full scholarship worth um, about, on average, $45,000 a year. They get healthcare care stipends.
0: Graduate students, though, they say may be on the picket line again today. New York City lawmakers pushing to increase access to public pools and swim classes. Councilman Julie Menon... Introducing a bill that would provide free swim lessons to kids who are 13 and younger.
1: Learning how to swim should be as common as learning how to ride a bike. Yet since 2008, at least 58 people have drowned at beaches or pools in New York City.
0: Parks Department says just the huge challenge to actually provide these free swim lessons is just the number of available facilities and staffing that's been an issue over the last couple years. One
1: out of every three black students cannot swim while only about one out of 10 white students cannot. And she says that has to end. Teaching water safety and swimming skills are a public safety imperative in a city surrounded by water and now increasingly threatened by more severe water situations brought by climate change.
0: 544, we spoke about this story a little bit yesterday, the cost of living here in New York City, this new report that came out that said Maybe 50% of employed New Yorkers are having a hard time making ends meet. Salaries have not kept up with the cost of living. People on the street hearing this survey yesterday say, yeah, they're too having a tough time paying the bills. Everything
4: changed
7: after COVID. Everything everything is not the same. Prices are different. The way of life is different. It's hard making ends meet. Even the car fare, MTA is going up. They're coming out with brand new projects Why everybody is struggling to make a living.
0: The cost of living, 30, 38% higher than the state average. New York City's 38% higher than the state average. Part of the reason why people are moving out and saying uh, they're just skipping out on things, like going to the doctor because they can't afford to. You know,
1: I feel like even if you make a,
4: like 100000 a year, you're still struggling to get by. Uh, right now, I have two jobs. I have to have two jobs. I'm a lucky man because I have a rent-stabilized rent. Yeah, but not
0: everybody has a rent-stabilized apartment.
4: The
7: richer get richer, the poorer get poorer. That's the answer. Go out there to the food pantry, look for food, or go to a soup kitchen and eat a plate of food because they can't afford to eat, you know? And they're working.
0: And the food pantry is reporting just that, that they've seen the numbers rise and people who've never come into a food pantry stopping in to pick up cans of food, boxes of rice, that kind of thing. 5.45, let's head over to the 77 w ABC Sports Desk. Here's Justin Alec.
1: Thank you, Noam Layden. And for only the second time in 23 years, your New York Knickerbockers are moving on in the NBA playoffs after last night's 106 ninety-five. Game 5 series clinching win over the Cavaliers in Cleveland. Jalen Brunson was old reliable throughout the entire series for New York. And he was again last night with his team leading 23 points. R.J. Barrett was right behind Brunson and scoring with his 21. And another complete performance for the Knicks. Punches their ticket to the second round against the Miami Heat. who done the top seeded Milwaukee Bucks in five games. Head coach Tom Thibodeau had this to say following the game.
6: Things
3: clicked for us. I thought we played well down the stretch of the regular season and carried over into the playoffs. And then we had a number of guys step up. So we, you know, we took some hits and the other guys played more, more significant roles in different positions and that sort of thing. And I think that helped us here. And I thought we had a number of guys step up tonight.
1: Game one of the next series with the Heat is scheduled for this Sunday afternoon at the Garden. On the Diamond, the Yankees snap their three-game skid with a 12-6 route of the Twins in Minnesota. While well, the Mets maintain their struggles, falling 4-1 at home to the Washington Nationals, good for their fourth straight loss. Despite the win, the Yanks registered their second straight series loss and now moving to Arlington. Well, they'll uh, open up a four-game set with the Rangers beginning tonight at 8.05 p.m. Eastern time. Ace Garrett Cole set to take the hill against Texas's Andrew Heaney. As for the Mets, they'll try and salvage the finale of their series with the Nats tonight at 7.10 p.m. Eastern Time. Joey Lucchesi will get the ball in that one going up against Washington's Trevor Williams. And on the ice tonight, Rangers and Devils. Game, oh baby, Game 5 in Newark, 7 30 p.m. Eastern Time. Puck drop. The series currently tied at two games apiece. Big, big, big rubber game match here going on tonight on the ice. Here with sports on 77 WABC. I'm Justin Ellick. WABC
0: News Time 549. Let's catch you up on some of the biggest headlines of this morning. Uh, head-on crash between a school bus and a car driven by a teen driving without a license ends with nine people hurt. This was in the Hudson Valley. The crash happened On Lake Road in Newcastle, that's in northern Westchester, the 16-year-old driver from Bedford Hills had three people in the car when he lost control, ran straight into a Yorktown school district bus. All four people in the car hospitalized with life-threatening injuries. We do not have an update just yet on them. Everyone on the school bus went to the hospital. They're fine. It's not known if the teen even had a learner's permit. A permit rather, we'll learn more details about that as the morning wears on. Amazing sit down last night, Katz and Cosby. Hopefully, you didn't miss it. A former President Donald Trump giving Rita and John 32 minute interview. Uh, going through a host of topics, here he was talking about migrants on the border and the end of Title Forty Two.
4: I think it's going to be fifteen million people, John and Rita. When, when you look at the end of this year, fifteen million people, and there's hundreds of thousands of people standing there right now, waiting for a certain order to end that I, in, you know, put in. And they're going to be flooding into our country, and they're going to come in by the hundreds of thousands in another week.
0: Donald Trump telling John and Rita that our country's in trouble.
5: I think our country is in trouble, and uh, we need somebody that's going to have some world respect.
4: Well, you don't think our country is in trouble, John? You because you, you are a smart guy. You know our country is in trouble. I know. In our trouble. Country,
5: I know. Our and I would
4: say, and I would say this. There has never been a time where our country is in more danger, and that's because of the nuclear, that's because of the weaponry that you have today that you didn't have in World War One or World War Two. And the big
0: story about Donald Trump just over the last 24 hours or so is that uh, he says he will not take part in Republican debates, partly because he's so far ahead of all the
4: competition. We'll have, uh, let's say, a hostile network asking questions. Like you remember when I originally did debate, I came out great. I did very well in the debates. They say I won every single debate. But when Megyn Kelly asked me that very harsh question and then Brett Baer uh, asked a very harsh question about, will you support? I was the only one that said, no, I'm not going to support somebody. Now, if you're tied, if you're a little ahead, if you're a little behind, you should definitely debate. But what's the purpose of doing it? You mean you're going to have people that are at one percent and less than one percent asking you questions?
0: Great job done by John Inrita and Rita on Cats and Cosby at five o'clock yesterday. If you missed it, surf on over at wabcradio.com. You'll see Donald Trump's picture right there on the front page. Click on that, and you can hear all thirty-two minutes of that sit-down. Big day in New York sports yesterday. Of course, the Knicks moving on, but, uh, Aaron Rodgers was the story earlier in the day. Uh, he is now officially a New York Jet, excited to return, says he hopes he can take in green to the playoffs.
5: I'm here because I believe this, I believe in this team. I believe in Kosala. I believe in the direction, uh, of Joe Douglas. Obviously, he's drafted really well the last couple of years.
0: 39-year-old says he's going to focus on the season when asked if he's viewing it
5: as more than a one-year stint. I mean, it's, it's exciting. Jets have an incredible, passionate fan base. I saw that last year at Lambeau. Obviously, you know about Fireman Ed. Yeah, and uh, like Tom Brady, he says he is self-motivated
0: to prove that he can still play football in an older age.
5: This was a big draw because of the people you see on stage here, obviously Coach Hackett. Um, the opportunity to be a part of a city that's hungry, that, that's a, a team, an incredible fan base that's hungry to win again. Right now I'm just going to focus on this season, and I'm excited about being here. I expect to be here uh, for the duration of the offseason, and I'm excited to get, to get to know my new teammates.
0: Yeah, I think the fan base really excited for the upcoming season. A lot has happened in the last 44 years, the fall of the Berlin Wall, the end of apartheid, the invention of the Internet and electric cards is also the same length of time it took one book to be returned to the Mercer County Library system in uh, the central part of New Jersey. Uh, they're not really sure where this book came from, but it was checked out in 1979. The book is called Bakes, uh, Back to Basics and uh someone returned it and the librarian there says okay you know we'll take the book back just odd that all of a sudden it was returned
1: i think we're going to keep it for a while um probably you know, use it in some displays every once in a while we have had a lot of people um making comments like what would be the fine for something like that and uh like the library police came and got the book.
0: Uh, yeah, they actually do know what the fine is because in this book was that slip that you used to get back in the day that would tell you when you have to return the book and what the fee is if you're late. It's a $0.10 cent a fee day. So let's see if we can figure this out because my math's not so good. Is 16,000 days this person had the book at 10 cents. I think that comes out to 1,600 bucks. Is that right? All right. So uh, luckily the library has a minimum fine of just six bucks. So if this person were to come forward, that is all they'll have to pay. All right. Today is take your kid, your daughter, your son to work day. It used to be for a while, remember, it was just take your daughter to work day, which was kind of weird. But now it's take your daughter and son to work day. I guess a lot of people take part in this. Maybe we'll see some of those people here at the radio station today. We
1: encourage their parents to go above and beyond the shadowing experience. We really want uh, parents to expose their children to what they do during the work day, showing them why um, education is important.
0: Yeah, I know some businesses, this is a big deal, but, uh, so take your daughter or son to work day. Lincoln Center holding a uh, public celebration of the life and legacy of Harry Belafonte last night. A lot of people showing up to this. Groups gathering, uh, doing some performances. The Impact Children's Chorus singing outside the fountain there at Lincoln Center in tribute to Harry Belafonte, who passed away this week. He just
3: used his voice for all the things that, that mean something, and he's a wonderful human being. So It's nice to see people here. I was so excited when I saw it. I thought, that's nice. And I believe that music can be healing. I
6: really do.
0: Yeah, big night there celebrating the life and legacy of Herod Belafonte, who died at 96. And the quick action of a police officer and a nurse who happened to be working out at a gym in Milltown, New Jersey, saved the life of a woman who suddenly collapsed after stepping off a treadmill. The scary scene happening without warning as gym member Fran Zatz went down after working out. Thankfully, a police officer was right next door to her, jumped to her aid. But the real hero was a nurse uh, who happened to be there and knew, thankfully, CPR.
5: Came to the gym. I saw Fran. Uh, had a conversation with her. Initially, she was breathing, and then um, she just she stopped breathing. So I did 30 compressions and two breaths, and it was about four uh four rounds of CPR before she began breathing on her on her own and became conscious. Yeah,
0: it's a miracle actually that this nurse was there because Lazark had worked a 24-hour shift before going to the gym and she says on those days she doesn't usually go to the gym.
5: Chances of me coming to the gym after a 24-hour shift are very slim. Um especially like right after a
7: 24-hour shift.
0: Yeah, nice job done by her friends That's still in the hospital but they expect that she'll recover.